Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No, you can't come down indeed by the Cars 1979, ladies and gentlemen, in Magic. And believe it or not, we bring the magic to you every Tuesday night here in the Wrestling Retro Time Machine show. It is Wrestling Revisited for Tuesday night, ladies and gentlemen. Lincoln's birthday, February the 12th, 2019, 2-12-19, ladies and gentlemen, 1-605-562-0444-1399-26. You can join us pound and hit the one in your arm with myself and the human suplex machine right now, the uh, assistant of our show here tonight once again as we welcome him in from Front Row, Virginia. Let's say hello to him right now. John, how are you tonight? Good. Good. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, it's only fitting we play Magic for you tonight because today, however... We lost a very special, very unique, and a magical person in Pedro Morales. Yes, folks, Pedro Morales, however, was the first ever Triple Crown champion in the old Worldwide Wrestling Federation. And, of course, he has had many, many moments in his career. None better than in the 70s, however, which we'll talk about here in just a few minutes. But today, however, as we said, ladies and gentlemen, for the third time in less than two months... We lost a Hall of Fame legend, however. First, Mean Gene Okerlund. Then we lost, of course, just recently, a few days ago, the Italian stallion himself, Salvatore Bolomo, known as the Wild Man. And now we have lost today 
Pedro Morales. And I do want to thank my very good friend from the Heaven Wrestling Federation Facebook page, ladies and gentlemen, Captain Dave Spieler, who, of course, has the Captain's Corners podcast each and every weekend on his website, ladies and gentlemen, on FacebookLive.com, ladies and gentlemen, for giving me the news about this earlier this afternoon. Morales, of course, competed for a long time. He debuted at the age of 17, however, and he got out at the age of 44. Like we said, folks, however, he is a very unique champion in his own right. He holds the record for most days as IC champion. He was also, as we said, the world heavyweight champion and the first Latino to hold a world title. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1995, the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame and Museum in 2015, and just a few years ago, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame, if you will. His hero was, of course, Pittsburgh Pirates superstar Roberto Clemente, who tragically and sadly passed away at the age of 38, however, at the end of 1972-slash-early-73 in a plane crash tower near his home of San Juan, Puerto Rico, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. He also was married since 1966 and had a young son, Pedro Morales Jr. Standing 5'10", 240 pounds, however, like we said, however, this guy did it all, ladies and gentlemen, and he had a lot of great moments, however. Including 1972, he was named Wrestler of the Year, twice the North American Heavyweight Champion World Wrestling Council. He also teamed up with Carlos Colon Sr., if you will, a fellow countryman and a good friend of his, however, for the WWC World Tag Team title, if you will. Once held the Florida Tag Team Championship with Dwayne The Rock Johnson's father, the sole man himself, Rocky Johnson, who was also a good friend of his over the years. He also held the Florida TV title, the Southern Heavyweight title once, the North American Heavyweight Championship Hawaii version three times, the World Tag Team San Francisco version of the NWA Frisco three times, twice with Pepper Gomez and once with Pat Patterson. Yes, folks, Pedro Morales did it all. And like we said, Howard, we'll talk about some of his great moments here in just a few minutes. But now I will pause for a few moments to get John's thoughts about Pedro Morales, the first Latino that became, let's just say, a hero to many, just like Carlos Colon, however, and so many international superstars coming from the island, if you will. John, we heard the news this afternoon. This is very heartbreaking to lose a great man in Pedro. Yep, it is. And like I said, folks, when you talk about some of the battles he had with, however, I mean, the list can go on. Like I said, through Ivan Koloff, through Stan Stasek, through his battles with Don Morocco and Ken Patera, if you will, in the 80s, folks. I mean, this guy did it all. And like we said, as we said, folks, our thoughts and prayers are certainly with Morales' friends and family tonight as we say goodbye to this very special, very heartwarming individual uh, he was a one-of-a-kind person, and we will say to you, uh, Pedro, on behalf of myself, John, and the rest of the panel, way too tough to handle here on the WCW Radio Network, however, rest in peace, my friend, rest in peace, and thank you and goodbye for all the memories you gave us that was so special to all of us. Anyway, folks, we're going to talk about some great moments of Pedro Morales now, and that's what we're going to talk about here. But before we do, ladies and gentlemen, we want to remind you at 9 o'clock, of course, Wrestling Revolution will be on. And tonight we'll have a lot to talk about, including what was a very interesting night last night in Grand Rapids. And by the way, Howard, if you get a chance, Howard, on FacebookLive.com, check under John's Facebook page, G-R-O-H-S at FacebookLive.com. He definitely had a lot to say about the Elimination Chamber and also Monday Night Raw last night, ladies and gentlemen. Why don't we get to that before we talk about Pedro Morales? Yes, before we get into the moment, however, Pedro Morales, we're going to talk about Raw like we usually do. Yes, thank you, John. I was just going to bring that up. Thank you very much indeed. Good point. Uh, we had a lot to say last night. In fact, the Raw ratings down, went down to a 175. But last night, folks, however, it wasn't about the ratings. 
It's what happened towards the end of the show and the beginning of the show as the man, Becky Lynch, let's just say, had her opportunity, let's just say, stolen away after she apologized for what had happened the week before. John, I know you had a major rant on this, Howard, and you'll have more to say about this tonight revolution as why. But let's get your early take of what happened last night in Grand Rapids, Michigan. It's just like I'm picturing this in my head. Stone Cold versus McMahon, 1998. <clears throat> yes. Daniel Bryan versus the of 2014. Uh-huh. And now we've come to 2019. Becky Lynch versus the McMahon family. Yes. And what roadblock are the McMahons trying to accomplish? Oh, I, I would mean, agree. Triple H and Stephanie are on Becky's side, but Vince? Yeah. She's not on Becky's side. Right. I would agree. And a lot of people are saying, however, after what happened last night, however, that it was absolutely asinine that her opportunity was taken away from her so soon, however. you know, Becky's going to get her spot back. She's going to get her spot back one way or the other. No, I would agree. And of course, even if, it, gonna... even if it means getting herself in trouble, getting herself arrested, yep, or or sabotaging a sabotaging Ric birthday. Oh yeah, I would agree. And we're going to see what happens. Of course, we understand. Or holding the WWE headquarters hostage. Yeah. Well, we're going to see what happens tonight in Toledo, Ohio, folks. I mean, we already heard that tonight, however, there has been, we've heard there was a little bit of tension after the show last night. We understand backstage after the cameras stopped rolling. We've heard there's been tension much of the day in Toledo, Ohio. We understand that tonight Shane and the Miz uh, Miz are going to be taking on Jimmy and Jay Uso in the uh, McMiz uh, TV segment. We also heard a gauntlet match is going to be uh, announced. Tony Nese will be taking on Noam Dar in a no-DQ match on 205 Live. Folks, it is going to be a wild night to say the least however in Toledo Ohio at the Huntington Center and folks we will be updating you throughout the night on Revolution Howard be sure you check that out at 9 o'clock tonight John will supply the birthdays and dates how GTS and I Gerard T. Smith and I will have the news headlines for you ladies and gentlemen Howard at the top of 9 p.m. then of course Thursday night Wolfpack Radio 138055 pound or 1521 pound excuse me 138521 not 138055138 Five two one pound. We'll have the news for you this Thursday. We'll wrap up Revolution and maybe our predictions this week for the Elimination Chamber, which this Sunday, of course, you can check out at 5 p.m. However, on the Revolution show, who knows the bets might be made. However, there are seven matches listed. Then, folks, however, this Saturday is going to be a very interesting night. However, on Wrestling Challenge, however, the last kicker and the Iceman will go at in part two of their ECW FTW Championship match. Last week, the Iceman barely hung on to beat the Empress in the first round, but can he make it two for two and hold on the belt a little longer, or will the Empress finally take away what was once uh, a chance to get a hold of hers, however, and that is the ECW new FTW belt. Well, we'll see this Saturday night, one four five six zero seven pound nine o'clock will be the time to check it out this coming week. And then tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have a lot to talk about on our Triple Stacker Wednesday, beginning at 6.30 p.m. with Outside the Ropes. Chad, myself, and John will have the latest politics, movies, and sports news for you, however. one four one three eight seven pound 8 o'clock, of course, we'll have our recap of the wrestling debate, one three nine nine two five pound and we'll have a lot to discuss tomorrow night, obviously, and who knows what topics we'll be discussing there. Of course, Gerard, Michelle, myself, John, and the rest of the panel, we'll be there along with Chad and 
the lowdown Kendrick Smith, the JML experience, the big IQ, Jeff Teeters, and of course the Rush Ronda Rush Wright. And then 9 o'clock, folks, we'll have Revolution for you again with a SmackDown recap of more news, however, uh, at 9 p.m. So, folks, it is going to be an action-packed week, so stand by. It is going to be a crazy, crazy week here as we continue on. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, as I said earlier, John, I just want to get your thoughts before we get to our couple big moments of tonight, ladies and gentlemen, here on our time machine. Raw did a 1.75 this week. Your thoughts about the rating? Well, continues to show why WWE is not still caring. Oh, is he not? At I would all. Agree to, no, I would agree with you. I would totally agree with you. And, folks, we do have an update also on some other numbers. I think... Go ahead. I think ever since CM Punk, John Morrison, Alberto Del Rio all walked out, yes. WWE, like Chad says, has been taking a big fall from green. Indeed. Oh, indeed. I would agree with you there, John. And last week, ladies and gentlemen, we can tell you what, however, we took a look at the total balance. Well, one however. good thing came out of this show was the Revival winning the tag team titles. Yes, Dash and Dawson pulled off the upset of the uh, night, however, winning the Raw Tag Team titles, but we have also heard rumblings how they could be on their way to AEW. We don't really know yet. There is some talk about that. Very good point indeed, John. I have also heard, ladies and gentlemen, some other news, however, about uh, the last few nights. However, first off, I can tell you that Total Bellas is continuing to suffer its decline. Despite opening up the season with 505,000 viewers, however, they continue to drop, however. This past week, they did 396,000 viewers for the night. 396, down from 460 the week before. So there you go, folks. And also talking about numbers, ladies and gentlemen, the viewership power was not that good either, John, however. I'll tell you why, however. They took a little bit of a hit this week, going to a 2.46, however, down from 2.5 the week before. The first hour did, of course, 2.68, which wasn't too bad. Hour 2 did 2.44, however, but the third hour dropped to a 2.25, believe it or not. In fact, last week's show, you're going to laugh at this, John, lost 335,000 viewers between hours 1 and 3. This week, they dropped to 437,000 viewers. So another big hit the last two weeks. But WWE, and like you said, it seems like WWE does not care at all right now. We'll see what SmackDown does this week. Hopefully it's a little bit better tonight, obviously. And then we'll see what happens coming up next week as they will be in Lafayette in New Orleans. And then, as you said, John, of course, the big celebration in two weeks, ladies and gentlemen, on Monday night, which, by the way, we will be talking about on Raw Radio the day after the Oscars, ladies and gentlemen, on Raw Radio. A Ric Flair tribute celebration for the Nature Boy himself will be turning 70. We'll share with you our thoughts and the memories of the great times and the bad times of the Nature Boy himself. And, of course, we'll give you our Raw range and predictions on that day. So, folks, get ready for a Big birthday celebration, Nature Boy style, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. Two weeks from this Monday, ladies and gentlemen, on Monday, February the 25th. But this Monday, following the uh, Elimination Chamber on President's Day, we will talk about, uh, let's just say, the aftermath and preview fast lane for you, and also give you our thoughts, however, about Raw as well, and maybe our early predictions, however, for WrestleMania, too, coming up this Monday. So, folks, that is going to be coming up beginning at 3 p.m. John, myself, Fonzie, the Rattlesnake, and Al Patel, Mr. WCW, the last kicker, the Empress. Of course, along with uh, the JML Experience, the Black Widow and King NWO will all be joining us this Monday on a very special presidential edition of uh, Monday Night Raw Radio. And as we said, the following week promises to be exciting as well. So, folks, the next two weeks promise to be very exciting. So strap in your seatbelts. It's going to be a fun, fun time. In the meantime, folks, now we're going to talk about some of the great moments, however, of Pedro Morales. And this is a tribute to Pedro Morales tonight here 
on the show as we will give you our thoughts here. So with that said, let us take you back now to our first moment, ladies and gentlemen. It is February 8th, 1971, 21,812, a new record for the Garden, however, ladies and gentlemen. And boy, oh boy, this was a very interesting night that saw some big names, however, and some interesting names that you might recall and some you might not recall. And then, of course, we'll talk about some other great moments that have happened during the course of the time. So with that said, ladies and gentlemen, let's tell you about what happened on this night. Our first match of the night was Vincent Palmetti taking on Lee Wong. That's his name, folks. No, we're not making that name up, but that's his real name, Lee Wong, if you will. And Lee Wong, let's just say, got beat by Vincent Palmetti here in 13 and a half minutes to start out the show this evening. John, your thoughts about the opener? Great match. Great match. Indeed. Indeed. Very good point. Next, Jack Evans took on Gene Dubois, however. Dubois, if you will. And Jack Evans coming up with a big victory there. Your thoughts about that one? Another good one. Indeed. Next, we had the Midgets. Yes, folks, the Midgets were in action here, and they always brought uh, smiles to people wherever they went, however, in whatever city or town they were in, whether it be Pittsburgh, Washington, Philadelphia, New York, Boston, wherever. It was Sky Low Low and Little Brutus taking on Little Joey and Frenchie Landau, and as a result, Sky Low Low and Little Brutus came through with a win here. Your thoughts on this one? Another good one. Indeed. Up next, Blackjack Mulligan, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure you remember this name, people. Blackjack Mulligan took on Tony Marino. And let's just say the Blackjack... And I do. Yes, I, we all know that he used to have a show called Blackjack's Barbecue in the 80s. Of course, a big, tough Texan. Of course, a uh, very unique wrestler, a Hall of Famer with his uh, somewhat brother, Blackjack Lenz, if you will, Howard, taking on Tony Marino. No relation to Dan Marino, the former Miami Dolphins quarterback superstar and fellow... Western Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh native, if you will. Blackjack wins against Marino here in eight minutes. Your thoughts? Oh, another good, good match. Indeed, indeed. Next, Gorilla Monsoon. Yes, folks, before he became an announcer, he was a wrestler, and he was a big-time big guy, if you will, however, over 400 pounds. The big gorilla himself, however, took on Beepo Mongol, however, the Mongols. Beepo, of course, I believe, however, was uh, Nikolai Volkov here around this time. As a result, this ended in a double counter. Of course, the Mongols, of course, were the international tag team champions at the time of the Worldwide Wrestling Federation, if you will. As a result, Gorilla ends up picking up a short win here, but nevertheless, this ends in a counter, and there was no winner here. John, your thoughts about this one? No winner. <laughs> yes, no winner here, surprisingly. Yeah. Up next, of course, the Canadian Wolfman. Yes, folks, that was a guy's name, believe it or not, wrestler's name, wrestler's name believe it or not. The Canadian, Canadian Wolfman, if you will, battled Manuel Soto to a 20-minute time limit draw. The Wolfman, of course, looking to how his way to victory and, let's just say, take a bite out of Manny Soto. Unfortunately, Manny Soto survived the night, however, and let's just say this ended in a 20-minute draw. Your thoughts about this one? Oh, never. Another draw. Yes. Indeed, yes, indeed. Uh, but it wasn't okay, Matt. Mm-hmm. Up next, of course, the guy who at one time, however, was the Worldwide Wrestling Federation and who had been spelled over the month before, however, by the Russian bear Ivan Kolov, who we'll talk about here in just a few minutes, ladies and gentlemen. Bruno San Martino, ladies and gentlemen, with his manager Arnie Skolin, was trying to get back in the title scene, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. Unfortunately, on this night, however, he would take on the other half of the Mongols. As a result, he defeated the other Mongol, however, Gito Mongol, however, with the backbreaker finisher here. Despite the fact he did not... Uh, uh, get the belt back for another couple of years, however. Bruno showed still how he was tough as can be, however, despite losing the title the month before, however, here in the semi-main event. Your thoughts about this one? Oh, Bruno, what can you say about Bruno? And 
Yes, and of course, Bruno, we know over the years, sold out Madison Square Garden a lot of times, over 100 plus times, Howard. Every time he was there, Howard, he was like sort of like the Mickey Mantle, the Willie Mays, uh, and let's just say the Joe Willie Namath of his era, of course. Uh, a lot of women loved him and a lot of men adored him. However, of course, he was a great world's champion for several years, holding the Worldwide Wrestling Federation title from 1963, ladies and gentlemen, until January of 71. And speaking of champions, ladies and gentlemen, we had a double champion matchup here to close out the night, Howard. Pedro Morales, as we said, took on Ivan Koloff in his first title defense. Koloff, oddly enough, ladies and gentlemen, two days before, however, had fought in the Boston Garden, however. Uh, his, uh, I believe this was, um, like I said, however, uh, like, yeah, this was actually uh, one of his last big title defenses before he took on Morales. Morales would win the match, however, after he kicked off the turnbuckle as Koloff had him in a waistlock with both men falling backwards and having their shoulders down. But Morales got his shoulder up, however, and Koloff stayed down. Nevertheless, Morales became now a double champion, not only holding the U.S. champion, but the WWWF World's title, if you will, by pulling off the upset against the Russian Bear here in the main event in 24 minutes to close out the night. John, your thoughts about Koloff and Morales? How fitting it was that we're, we're sitting here talking about this tonight. Yes. I mean, that, had, that was the match of the night. No question about it. And, of course, two days later, Morales would defend his title, however, in his first title defense, however, at the Westchester Civic Center. He would then, of course, uh, headline, of course, some interesting shows, if you will. Of course, he would uh, then go on to, uh, believe it or not, face uh, Jack Evans, however, three days later in Washington, D.C. And then a couple days after that, however, he would take on Bulldog Brower, however, believe it or not, the day before Valentine's Day in Philadelphia, if you will. And then the two days later, however... He would take on, of course, the Black Demon in your neck of the woods, John, at the old Washington, D.C. Coliseum. It was a crowd of over 5,000 plus, the largest crowd I've had in five years. He, of course, also, ladies and gentlemen, would take on the Black Demon the next night in Hagerstown, Maryland. And then, oddly enough, however, two days after that, he'd be back in Washington, D.C., taking on the Black Demon and Blackjack Mulligan this time, teaming up with, of all people, Gorilla Monsoon. So, Pedro Morales was quite a busy man, however, in the first few week and a half or so of his newly won title, if you will, let's just say. So, uh, there you go, folks. Some uh, interesting history there, to say the least. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk about another great moment involving Pedro Morales, however, as we keep his title reigns going here, ladies and gentlemen. And this time, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take you back to, as we stay in 1971, to the year, if I can find it here. I just saw it a moment ago here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, da, 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 da. I just saw it. Da, 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 da. Where is it? Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, we will go to, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, however, September of 1971 in the Boston Garden, folks. And boy, oh boy, was this a great event, Howard, to say the least, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll tell you about it right now. Of course, this was held at the old Boston Garden, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. And here is who was on the card. Our first match of the night on this night, however, was Carl Gotch, if you remember, taking on Maniac Mike Monroe or Moose Mike Mike Monroe. I don't remember his nickname or whatever. But anyway, Gotch and Monroe go here to start out the show. Gotch picks up the win here by defeating Monroe. John, your thoughts about this one? It was an okay opener. Indeed, indeed, I would agree with you there. Rene Goulet, however, you might remember this name, ladies and gentlemen, the arrogant Frenchman, if you will, who in the 80s, of course, uh, teamed up on, with at one time, however, I believe he was with Pat Patterson, if I'm not mistaken, and I believe he also teamed up with Morales at one time, too, and a couple other guys, if you will. But on this night, he was on his own, however, taking on the Black Demon, if you will, 
believe it or not, however, if you will. And as a result, he defeated the Black Demon here. Your thoughts about this one? Uh, great match. Yes, I would agree there. I would agree there. Up next, handsome Jimmy Valiant of the Valiant Brothers, ladies and gentlemen, who would later be known as the Boogie Woogie Man, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, from the Mid-Atlantic Territory, if you will, took on Thomas Mark Marion, if you will. However, of course, this will be the first of uh, two times we would see Valiant on this night, however. As a result, he defeated Marion in this one. Your thoughts about this one? Another good one. Indeed. Next, beautiful Bobby taking on Mike Pappas. As a result, beautiful Bobby looked pretty good here and looked beautiful in doing so by defeating Pappas. Your thoughts? Great, great match. Great. And then, of course, we go to the final two matches of the night. Our first one, of course, the man who would later go on to win the Worldwide Wrestling Federation Championship belt down the road. Stan the Man Stasiak, the father of uh, former WCW and WWE wrestler Sean Stasiak. Perfect Sean, if you will, or Meat better known to you all as at one time in the Attitude Era, took on Manny Soto. Uh, Stand the man in his heart attack, however, let's just say punch out, knocked out Manny Soto and defeated him here. Oh, good. That was an okay match. And then, ladies and gentlemen, the main event. Again, another great main event involving Pedro Morales, ladies and gentlemen. This time, however, him, Chief J. Strongbow, and Gorilla Monsoon would take on Luke Graham, Tarzan Tyler of the WWF U.S. Tag Team Champions. Chief, of course, they would also have uh, Stan Stasiak in center corner. Stasiak was pulling double duty on this night. Let's just say, however, here in the Boston Garden, if you will, I believe, I think it was. Let me just double check here to be sure here before we continue on. Yes, I'm right here. No, I was no, I was wrong here. Uh, they defeated Jimmy Valiant. No, I was right. Tarzan Tyler, like Graham, and Jimmy Valiant, however, I was right. Here, uh, Jimmy Valiant, of course, subbing for Captain Lou Albano, who was bloodied up before the match. In the best three out of falls, five falls, uh, Texas death match, John Stanley and Haystacks Calhoun were the referees for this intense bout. Your thoughts about Morales, the Gorilla, and Chief beating Jimmy V and the uh, WWWF tag team champs, Tarzan Tyler and Crazy Luke Graham here in the three out of fall, five falls affair to close out the night. Oh, great, great matchup. Indeed, indeed. And ladies and gentlemen, we're talking here about another great moment here. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take you back again and we stay into 1971 here, if I can find it here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, at the time, of course, another great one to say the least, however. This time we're going to take you back to the garden once again, ladies and gentlemen. This time to New York City, ladies and gentlemen. And it is less than two and a half weeks before Christmas of 1971. And we are back at the garden once again. And Pedro Morales is on the card once again, ladies and gentlemen. But you'll never guess who he took on, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll tell you about it here in just a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. As we take a look back at this card as it was a sold-out crowd here at the garden. Our first match of the night, John, was a very unique one, ladies and gentlemen. Manny Soto taking on Mike Monroe. Manny Soto picks up the win in almost 11 minutes. Your thoughts about the opener? Uh, great match. Great opener. Yes, it was. I would agree there. No question about it. Up next, Farmer Jerome and the Sunny Boy. Yes, folks, Sunny Boy Haynes, if you will, took on Sky Lolo and Little Brutus in a best two out of three falls match. Uh, 2-0 win in the second fall by DQ inside of 21 minutes. Your thoughts about the Farmer and Sunny Boy picking up the win? Oh, better match. Yes, indeed. Very good point, indeed. Up next, Stan the Man Stasiak was once again back in action, ladies and gentlemen. This time he took on the Chief, Chief J. Strongbow, and the two of them fought to a 20-minute time limit draw. This was a pretty good match, I thought. Your thoughts about Stasiak and the Chief here? Oh, that was good. 
And of course, later on, we would see Strongbow, of course, team up with his uh, brother, Jules Strongbow, to win the WWF Tag Team Champions, of course, in the 80s, if you will, of course, the Chief, uh, starting his uh, luck here in the old Worldwide Wrestling Federation, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. Up next, Victor Rivera took on Jimmy Valiant, and as we saw, Victor Rivera picked up the win here against Jimmy V. Your thoughts about this one? Uh, it was an okay battle. Yes, I would agree there. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, the Fabulous Kangaroos. Yes, folks, the Fabulous Kangaroos fought the Rugged Russians, ladies and gentlemen. Believe it or not, to a time limit, a draw, and a best two out of three falls fair. Your thoughts about this one? Uh, good match, good. Then we go to the semi-main event, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, the Worldwide Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions were uh, in for a test here on this night with Carl Gotch and Rene Goulet. Let's just say it was a two out of three falls match. Graham and Tyler lose the straps here to Gotch and Galay, however, as they leave the garden with gold as they get an early Christmas present, however, by defeating Graham and Tyler here in this two out of three falls affair. For the tag team titles? Yes, it was. Well, nice victory for both guys. Yes. And then, folks, the main event, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to like this one, John. Pedro Morales was once again putting his beloved title on the line, however, ladies and gentlemen. He would defeat the Pacific Coast champion, Freddie Blassie, believe it or not, in a Roman Gladiator match when Freddie Blassie was deemed unable to continue. Your thoughts about this one? What match was it in? It was Freddie Blassie taking on uh, Pedro Morales, however, in a Roman Gladiator match, believe it or not. I don't what, know what that was. What's this match called? It's a, I don't know. I mean, it's unusual to say the least, however. You know, but that's what I had heard, however. A Roman Gladiator match. Yes. I will say this. If it was a Roman Gladiator match, I, I would say this match was okay. Yes, I would agree there. And, of course, we're going to tell you real quick, Howard, that the Worldwide uh, Tag Team Championship, of course, was a belt, as we said, ladies and gentlemen, Howard, that was around from June of 1970 through August 2010, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, we'll tell you some of the reigns that did uh, hold those titles, ladies and gentlemen. The inaugural champions, of course, as we said, were, of course, uh, these guys, of course, Graham and Tyler. They would hold the belts for 186 days. Of course, they defeated Dick the Bruiser in the original Sheik in a tournament final. However, three weeks before the Gotch Goulet match, believe it or not, Graham and Tyler also won the international tag team titles, believe it or not. And those. Those titles, I mean, the original title had been won, was established in June of 69. It uh, was retired, believe it or not, however, in 1972. But it started back up again, however, let's just say, however, in May of 1985, and then retired in October that same year. Uh, some of the better person of holding those belts, believe it or not, however, were the Mongols, who held it twice, however, for a combined 501 days. Uh, Graham and Tyler, of course, would hold those belts only one time during their career, and that would last for 35 days. But the guys who held it the most, however, were the Mongols, who had won the title, believe it or not, however, in June of 1970. But the funny thing about that was, however, they left the New York promotion in February and defended the title in the Pittsburgh promotion only, believe it or not. The second time they would, uh, like I said, win the belts would be in July of 1971 in Pittsburgh. They would then, of course... uh, Dropped the belts, however, in Pittsburgh, however, in November, however, believe it or not, however, to Tyler and Graham. But then Mongol and Johnny DeFazio would win the belts, however, believe it or not. And, of course, they would win them right the week before Christmas of 71 before the title was deactivated in 72. Um, getting back to the titles itself with Graham and Tyler, ladies and gentlemen, however, these guys, however, would hold the belts, however, 
Like I said, 186 days. Uh, they would be ranked 24th all time. Believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, however, <coughs> the only other time they would hold the belts, however, I'm looking here, believe it or not, however, uh, let's see here. They would drop the belts, of course, in February 72 to Baron Mikhail Sukluna and the King, King Curtis IAK, if you will, better known to you all as, uh, I forget what he was known as in WCW, how he was a very strange individual, let's just say. But King Curtis IAK, a very unique guy. Pedro Morales, as we said, folks, you talk about a guy who, of course, uh, let's just say, how I held a, a lot of records in his career, ladies and gentlemen. And um, we will tell you about that right now, how. Uh, uh, like I said, I'm just uh, looking to see how I, his record here, um, what he held. How I, I just saw it here, folks. Bear with me. Uh, he held a lot of records in his career. In fact, he was actually, believe it or not, uh, the, let's see here. He was one of the bigger names as champion. Ladies and gentlemen, as we said, he uh, has held that belt however, in the IC title reign, however, on uh, two different occasions for a, or excuse me, uh, I just saw it a second ago. I was oh no, yeah, two different reigns. I was right for a combined total six hundred and nineteen days, folks. Six nineteen. That's incredible. The first time he won the belt, of course, was in December of nineteen eighty, the night that John Lennon's life was taken away from him tragically and suddenly in December of nineteen eighty. Of course, he would drop the belt to Don Morocco in June of nineteen eighty one at the Spectrum in Philadelphia. He would win it back later that year in November of nineteen eighty one, and he of course Morocco would take it away from him again in January of eighty three. Of course, uh, Morocco of course held the belt, however, mind you, uh two different times in his career, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. And when you talk about all time greats, we've mentioned the guys who have held the held the most tower. Morocco and Morales are two of the three big names that have held it. Morocco of course held it twice, however, for a combined total of 541. Morales did it twice for 619, if you will, which is incredible in its own right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, like we said, of course, Morocco's record of holding it the longest was 385 days. Uh, yeah, 385 days. While Morales' long-term reign of 425 is in a record in itself, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the longest of anyone up until recently, however, within the last year that held it quite a bit, however, the last five years or so, was The Miz and Seth Rollins. The Miz had it for 170 days. Seth Rollins had it for almost three months, if you will. But, folks, back then, like I said, when the title first became known in the late 70s, however, when Pat Patterson held it, it was kind of again. Talking about uh, champions also, we said, you know, Pedro Morales, of course, also held the WWE World's title at one time, ladies and gentlemen, which is pretty amazing in its own right, Howard. And we'll tell you uh, the, records, how, uh, the record he held as far as that goes, if I can just... Get it here, folks. Just give me a minute here. I'm trying to find it here. Uh, okay, here we go. Morales would, of course, hold the title, of course, ladies and gentlemen, for 1,027 days. 1,027 days, folks, after winning it from Ivan Koloff. He would drop the title, of course, in December of 73 to Stan Stasiak. Bruno San Martino would begin his second reign nine days after this. Excuse me, just a second. Okay, I'm good now. But, John, uh, you talk about a guy, however, who uh, goes down as one of the greats. Uh, Pedro Morales, of course, however, is number five all-time with reigns, however, for combined reigns. John Cena is fourth, however, 13 different reigns, however, for a combined 1254. Bob Backlund, of course, held the title four different times. Two reigns have been recognized, 2,138 days. Hulk Hogan, six different times he held the belt. Combined total, 2,185. Bruno, two different reigns. 4,040 
including, ladies and gentlemen, the first time he held the belt, ladies and gentlemen, which was over 2,803 days from May of 63 through January of 71. So, folks, some very historic Hall of Famers have held that prestigious gold belt over the years. What are your thoughts about Morales' uh, reigns as far as uh, IC title and WWE champion? They're, they're incredible. No question. No question about it. And, folks, uh, like I said, we'll talk more about Morales and his legacy here coming up here at 9 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, some other things we're going to keep an eye on tonight. Of course, a lot going on in the sports world, as you know, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, last night was a very interesting night, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. However, let's just say how in the world of hockey, let's just say, but we'll save that for another day. I believe, John, your boys are in action tonight. Yes, in fact, they are in action tonight playing Columbus. Uh, of course, uh, the Penguins, of course, got a big date, of course, tomorrow with the Edmonton Oilers. Of course, they're coming off a big win last night in their own right, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, uh, surviving a very interesting game in Philadelphia last night, beating the Flyers 4-1, to stopping the Flyers' eight-game winning streak. And, of course, the Penguins are still chasing after Washington, Columbus, and New York are in the standings. Of course, the Penguins will be back in action this Saturday at 1 p.m. against the Calgary Flames at PPG Paints Arena, if you will. And then this Sunday at 12.30 for the game of the week against the New York Rangers. But tomorrow night, they got the game of the week themselves in prime time as Connor McDavid and company come into Pittsburgh to face the mighty Penguins, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, at an 8 p.m. face-off power on NBC Sports Game of the Week. Uh, college basketball-wise, however... I don't have anything to add, J.D., I was going to ask you just now if you have anything else to add. I mean, if you don't, that's understandable. I mean, if you have to go, nope. too. I mean, I'm going fine. to. You're going to? Okay, well, thank you yep. very much. We'll talk to you at 9 o'clock, then. Yep. All right, Sam. See you all later. Yep. The human suplex machine, John Gross, now leaving us here. We want to thank him for coming on here, as always, here tonight. Uh, some basketball news to report, of course. Uh, Washington, excuse me, not Washington, Wisconsin and Michigan State are playing each other right now. It is 28-23 Wisconsin right now, midway through the first half. Purdue leading Maryland by eight at the break. Pitt trailing by seven against Boston College. Kentucky in a big fight with LSU tonight. And Texas A&M uh, right now up on uh, Georgia by 11. Well, coming up later on, we will have Marquette and DePaul, Michigan and Penn State, uh, Duke and Louisville tonight are in the late night action. So, folks, there you go. There's some uh, stuff going on there as far as round ball goes. one 605 one three nine nine two six pounds. You can join us right now. We are going to be here for a little longer, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, the Iceman, Jerry DiGiolamo. Of course, the Human Suplex Machine. We do want to thank him for joining us here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, for giving us uh, his thoughts and whatnot, ladies and gentlemen. However, certainly, however, he had a lot to talk about tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, uh, we will be hearing from him here in the 9 o'clock hour, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we want to give you an update right now, ladies and gentlemen, of what's going on in the Weather Center. So let's take a look right now while we're doing that here at the current time, however. Right now, first off, we're going to take a look, however, what's going on in Front Royal, Virginia, ladies and gentlemen, and tell you what's uh, the weather forecast right now there in Front Royal. Right now, it is 34 with rain and snow mix, but tomorrow it'll be 38 and partly cloudy with some sunshine, if you will. Thursday and Friday, 50 and 58, mostly cloudy skies. Snow showers set for Saturday, however, and 41, so it's not going to be too bad in John's neck of the woods there. Uh, Palmyra, Virginia, however, let's take a look at MLD's neck of the woods. Right now, it is 40 with uh, rain and snow, however, however, tomorrow it'll be 38, mostly sunny, however, 49 and mostly cloudy, and 50 on Thursday and Friday, however, 39 with a rain-snow mix set for uh, Saturday, however, there in Palmyra. Meanwhile, 
in my weather, in my neck of the woods, Pittsburgh. It is 42 in rain right now, but tomorrow will be breezy in 37 with a little bit of wind, however. But Thursday and Friday look pretty good, however. Mostly cloudy each day, 46 and 45. However, sun and clouds possible on Saturday, a high of 33, however, in um, with some sunshine on Saturday. Meanwhile, Trinity, North Carolina, ladies and gentlemen, the home of our boss, Mr. WCW's neck of the woods, ladies and gentlemen. Let's tell you what's going on there. It is currently 42 in rain right now. Tomorrow will be partly cloudy and Thursday, 53 and 62 respectively. Rain set for Friday, though, 63, and showers set for Saturday, but it will be pretty decent as well, high of 58. Meanwhile, however, in Jacksonville, Arkansas, ladies and gentlemen, let's tell you what's going on in the Empress's neck of the woods, Anne-Marie Rickenbach, ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you what's going on there. Right now, it is a nice, balmy evening, 55 degrees in sunshine. However, tomorrow will be 60 and mostly sunny with mostly clouds on Set on Thursday in 61. Scattered rain, however, Friday at 52. And mostly cloudy on Saturday at 47. But right now it is 53 and sunny on a warm Tuesday evening there in Jacksonville. Meanwhile, Tampa, however, let's take a look at Neil's neck of the woods before we get to Toronto, ladies and gentlemen, however. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, GTS is neck of the woods, however, ladies and gentlemen. Right now it is 75 and partly cloudy. However, it will be raining tomorrow, 69 in Tampa. But it clears out Thursday and Friday as well as Saturday. It looks pretty good each day. Thursday, partly cloudy with some sunshine. Our high is 76, 75 on Friday, and 78 on Saturday. So it looks pretty good there. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, GTS is neck of the woods, ladies and gentlemen. The home of the king, ladies and gentlemen. King NWO, Gerard T. Smith, ladies and gentlemen. Right now, however, it is 32 and blowing snow. However, it will be rain and snow mix tomorrow, 35. 35 with clouds set on Thursday. 37 on Friday with scattered rain. And then 28 with uh, some clouds and maybe a little bit of sun on Saturday. But right now, it is 32 and blowing snow. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we want to also tell you, however, that we are thinking of all those people out there throughout the country that are being affected by the storm, especially in Portland and Seattle. Uh, they have gotten some heavy, heavy snow, to say the least, and they're expecting more out that way in the next uh, 24 hours or so. They've already said most of the roads and also the flights have been closed up at the airports, tower, as well as most of the roads around that area in Seattle and Portland, all over the Pacific Northwest. And some up there in the Sierra, uh, high Sierras, like in Tahoe and Yosemite. So, folks, uh, we're thinking of you all. Please be careful. Please be safe. And please be careful out there if you're out there on the roads in that area and anywhere for that matter because of the ongoing weather issues as well. So, folks, that's the latest forecast of what's going on. Uh, I'm going to have to step out for just a minute. I'll be back in a minute as we will continue the show in just two seconds. So hang tight. We'll be back in a few. Okay, folks, I am back now, so there you have it, folks. Uh, we're going to continue on here for a little few more minutes anyway. Of course, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, a lot going on tonight on SmackDown. Of course, we will find out tonight how who will be replacing Mustafa Ali. As we found out, Mustafa Ali, ladies and gentlemen, will not be competing, apparently. However, like I said, apparently due to what happened last week on SmackDown, uh, folks, due to uh, Randy Orton. But uh, we do want to say that hopefully he'll be back next week. However, on SmackDown, of course, they will be... As we mentioned, ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, in Toledo, 
uh, tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, next week, of course, ladies and gentlemen, they will be in New Orleans coming up, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not. So, folks, it's going to be very inter- be very interesting to say the least. So, folks, uh, get ready for what should be an exciting week. Of course, as you know, Raw will be in Lafayette next Monday, New Orleans next Tuesday, and then, of course, we mentioned where we're going to be at the end of the month. Then, folks, we start off March with a bang. Yes, folks, no pun intended. We are going to be beginning with a huge bang. March 3rd, we'll be at the Wells Fargo Arena, ladies and gentlemen, in the city of Brotherly Love, the home of our good friend Big Diesel, Gregory Kramer, who we want to give a special shout-out to him and his brother in the Kramer Brothers Band, who we haven't done in quite some time. But, Greg, uh, on behalf of myself, John, and the rest of the game, we miss you, man. We hope to hear from you very soon. Of course, uh, we will be there for Monday Night Raw, March the 3rd. March the 4th, we head to Wilkes-Barre, PA, ladies and gentlemen, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, however... Well, it should be an exciting night of SmackDown, if you will. And then March 10, 11, and 12, folks, we will be there at the Quick Alone's Arena in Cleveland, Ohio, ladies and gentlemen. However, that should be a lot of fun. Get ready for that. That's going to be entertaining, ladies and gentlemen. However, as uh, Fastlane will be coming to you live from the Quick Alone's Arena, ladies and gentlemen. However, in Cleveland, Ohio, March 11, the PPG Paints Arena, Monday Night Raw returns to the Steel City, ladies and gentlemen. And then March 12, the Nuttier Center in Dean, Ohio, the home of the Flyers and the home of the Wright Brothers, if you will, and Dean University will be welcoming us in with SmackDown Live. So, folks, that's where we're going to be the next few weeks. And, of course, coming up next week, we'll tell you where we're going to be at the end of March going into April as we count down the days, hours, and minutes, and seconds heading into WrestleMania, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, like I said, we're going to have a lot more to talk about this Ladies and gentlemen, so uh, definitely you want to stay tuned as far as that goes. Folks, uh, like we said, however, uh, there's not much else going on, however. I just want to check something here while we're doing this here, so bear with me here, folks. Like I said, that's not it, by the way, folks, in case you want. It's a commercial. Okay, it's good to go. Okay, folks. Well, uh, I don't think there's much else to discuss right now. Again, I do want to thank the Human Suplex Machine for joining us tonight. We were expecting, of course, the Doc Brown to my Marty McFly join us, and I know he has been battling some health issues as of late uh, with a uh, chest cold and head cold, but we are thinking of him, and we miss him a ton, however, here on our show, however, as he's usually uh, leading the parade, however, but most of the time I'm feeling in for him. But uh, we want to say on behalf of myself and John, we miss you, King NWO. We hope to hear from you very soon. GTS, that is, the Doc Brown, Gerard T. Smith, the head of Wrestling Revisited, and how it usually joins me here on these Time Machine shows. But, folks, thank you so very much for joining us tonight. We will talk to you at 9 o'clock with a lot more to discuss, including what will be happening on SmackDown. Also, we'll let you know what will be happening on last night's Thoughts of Raw. Folks, if you thought um, John's icebreaker was big last night on his Raw Facebook page, which, again, you can check under GRHS at FacebookLive.com, uh, be sure to hear my rant tonight, because I'm going to have a lot to say on Revolution. So, folks, we will talk to you at 9 o'clock. Have a good rest of the early evening. Stay safe. Stay, be careful out there on your way home from work or school, or if you're on your way into work or your way into work tonight, please be safe and be extra careful there tonight with the weather wherever you're at. So, folks, uh, we'll talk to you again here at the 9 o'clock hour. And as we said, folks, we'll catch up with you then. So, for the human suplex machine, this is the Iceman saying so long from inside. And as we take you out tonight, we're going to have a little bit of fun now from the 80s with More Than This by the group Roxy Music. So here is Roxy Music with More Than This, our closing theme for tonight's show.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.